The following is an original, actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on Improvised Weapons. Okay, I can put myself in the back of the wagon. <laughs> she had a rough day. Yep, that's what that was all about. Yep, was just, yep it's a personal attack on me. I get magic. it. He's really not that bad, I think. If you got to know him, you'd like him. So God's fight fucked Zeve across the heavens. <laughs> what if I think the albatross is cute? I seem to recall you didn't make, like, the best impression on her. Yeah, I know you mean so Charles. What do you mean even Valera? Yeah, what do you mean even Valera? <laughs> Are you telling me my horse has an illegitimate child? Welcome to a very special Improvised Weapons. It's our 50th episode! Holy crap! A big thank you to everyone that's been with us since the beginning. A big thank you to everyone that's joined us along the way. And a big thank you even if this is your first episode with us. If you have no idea who we are, here's the skinny. Improvised Weapons is a 5th edition actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. New episodes every Wednesday at 9am Eastern Standard Time. Sound like your cup of tea? Then listen on! We'd like to treat this as a good jumping on point, so join us as we turn the clock back. At the beginning of our story, the party was made up of human bard Cassian Von Demos, half-orc barbarian Olash Mershus, dwarven cleric Yarfik Stormhammer, and high elf wizard Eowyn Oromor, collectively known as the Von Demos Adventuring Syndicate. So, Vidas found themselves in a jail cell. It seems that one of their number had gotten drunk the night before and picked and lost a fight with the wrong horse. They bartered for their freedom by agreeing to take on a missing persons case that the local guardsmen just did not have the bandwidth to investigate. They were soon off into the woods, tracking down a missing halfling boy. The trail led them to a ruined keep that had become home to a group of kobolds. They rescued the boy from the keep, defeated the kobolds, and even took one of them prisoner, returning it to town for justice to be meted out. The kobold was put on trial, and the party, having taken somewhat of a shine to her, acted as her legal counsel, somehow managing to get her off on community service. They were soon put on another missing persons case. Five people from the town had gone missing, all after bar fights. Their investigation led them through an outhouse portal to a large underground fight club, in which competitors were forced to fight via mind control collars. If they lost, they were sold as slaves. Yarfik infiltrated the fight club as a contestant, and during his first fight, the rest of the group confronted the mastermind behind it all, Dr. Scutch. After some intense battles, they were able to strike Scutch down and free Yarfik and the other fighters from the grips of mind control. After their return to town, they received a letter from Sir Therafid Lionsmane, the head of a militant peacekeeping group called the Tempered Steel, inviting them to meet with him in the city of Bastafier. They set off from the town of Stone's Throw, and on the road they fought highwaymen, investigated a haunted house, and visited Eowyn's alma mater, 
Black Creek Academy. While there, Eowyn was offered a position as a teaching assistant, and she decided to stay. The party said their goodbyes and set off to their meeting in Bastafir, but not before picking up a passenger named Valera. She traveled with them to Bastafir. After being attacked by fey creatures along the way, she revealed that she is actually named Ildolf and is a warlock beholden to a demonic patron. But she's trying to be a good person. Arriving in the city of Bastafir, they went to where the letter told them to go, finding a strangely empty building. Going all the way in, the doors suddenly slammed, locking them in, and the party had to solve a series of puzzles to get the doors to reopen. They seemed to be designed specially for each of them. They successfully made it out, but not before Olash was cursed with mummy rot. In an attempt to find a cure, they turned to a less than reputable person named Gulric Tutuop, who promised them a cure in return for providing a little muscle. All they had to do was beat some people up. In the process of doing that, they were locked in a warehouse that was then set on fire, and they were seemingly left for dead. They managed to escape through the sewers and speak to the leader of their former foes, finding out that Gulric may be even more disreputable than they feared. Through a series of events, they discovered that they are actually heroes of legend, and have been prophesied to vanquish a great evil known as Elderzol, the Deep Wrath. But first, they have to recover a legendary weapon on the other side of the continent. They worked against Gulric while in his confidence, eventually breaking into his mansion and confronting him. After besting him in combat, they took him prisoner and left the city in search of the weapon, Ajia's Tear. There were complications. One of Gulric's guards, Kathak, who had become smitten with Olash, came with them, not knowing that they held his boss captive. Along the way, they fought gnolls and met a kindly priest with some fiery ale. Kathak left the party to escort their priest friend to his abbey, and the party arrived in the city of Crossroads. They deposited Gulric at the local station house of the Order of the Raven's Egg, an organization that fosters and polices magic users. Soon after, the town was attacked by a griffin, causing the guards to close the gates lest anyone leave and be put in danger, effectively stranding the party till the morning. The steward of the ORE station house, a tiefling named Pasht, invited them back to read some books, and then confronted Ildov about being a warlock, something the ORE considers to be a crime in and of itself. A tense battle ensued, but the party was able to knock her unconscious and tie her up. There you go. Now you're either all caught up or you just took a lovely stroll down memory lane. Now, let's hit it and crit it. Hello, and welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on the show, after restraining Posh, the party set about resting in the ORE station house, waiting till the morning when the gates would be open so they could continue on to the mountains. Ildov and Posh shared some telepathic quality time in the night, discussing the location of Ajia's tear and Ildov's demonic powers. In the morning, Brush Gamble arrived to fix the door that they had broken. Ildov dealt with her disguised as Posht, managing to avoid suspicion and send her on her way. The party then retrieved their horses, oxen, and wagon, but not before Cassian magically suggested that Posh not make any attempt to pursue them for the next eight hours, and of course he did this clandestinely uh, against Yarfik's wishes. They then passed through the gates on the north road, heading off to the mountain known as Verseorsa. So we pick up on the road. Olash is in the front, followed by Yarfik, who's driving the wagon, and Ildov, who is sleeping in the wagon, and then Cassian in the rear. 
Uh, and it should be noted that tomorrow is Imperamast. Ooh. Oh. The day it is written that Elder Zone will rise. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsies. I mean, I don't think we ever had any real hope of making it to Verisay or in time. Unless... <laughs> don't Sam, say if it. Those, if we tame those griffins, <laughs> can we get to the mountain <laughs> in a day? I don't know. But uh, but we should get some perception checks going. Oh, boy. Oh, all right. Well, Ildov, you're asleep. Oh, yeah. So, so she gets a disadvantage. And you're also inside the wagon. <laughs> so double What so are you going to see? You, you roll a natural I 20. Maybe I, like, dream something. That... You roll a natural 20, and you're like, oh, my God, the seams on the inside of this <laughs> canvas. Maybe I can just sense that there's, like, evil around. Sure, so yeah. That's a paladin thing, actually. <laughs> what do we got? 15. 15? 12. 12? Fred? Nine. Nine. Okay. Uh, so as you are traveling down the road, you get about, say, a mile or so down the road from the town. It's slowly disappearing into the horizon behind you as you sort of go up and down these rolling hills. You're in the Dusk Hills area now. And Olash, uh, especially since you're out in front, you're the first one who sees it. You see there are sort of drops of what look like dried blood in the dirt of the road. And there's also a strange gurgling noise. <laughs> and you look to the side, and there's a dog who just wants ah! some attention. She... Sorry. I saw her go that way, like behind my chair, and then suddenly her head was in my lap, and she was licking my hand. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, guys, there's blood on the road. <laughs> Why are you laughing at the blood on the road? Just, uh, just a nervous reaction. You're nervous about blood? Unknown blood, yes. Oh, okay. How fresh is it? it Did is, you say it was dry blood? It's it's pretty crispy. It's uh, it's not like super dry, but looking at it, it's it's definitely like soaked into the ground, and it looks yeah. like it's been there for many hours. Many hours. How Sorry. much blood is there? You gonna get down and investigate? Sure. Okay, so you uh, pull over. Go down the shoulder of the road so you're not in the way put of other traffic. Put my hazards on. Yeah, put your hazards <laughs> on, exactly. Maybe throw down a road flare or two. Um, Yarvik is just standing behind the wagon holding up two torches <laughs> up and down, up and down. <laughs> and clicking, just... Yes. And uh, uh, roll survival. 21. 21. Uh, so you get down and look, and uh, in looking at it, you see that there are several different drops of blood. This this blood, based on how it sort of is laying on the ground and hit the ground, you can tell it fell from pretty high um, and hit the ground and sort of splattered out like, like droplets coming down. And you can see also the trajectory of it. It leads off the si- into the sort of the side of the road in like a northeasterly direction. Is Olash about to become like a blood splatter analysis? Yes. <laughs> analysis. Yeah. Analyst. 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 <laughs> uh, You're yes. like a much messier version of Dexter. Yes. Yes, that is exactly it. Uh, but yeah, so judging by that, you you know for a fact it definitely fell from up above. Like this wasn't blood that just like no one got slashed on the road and and it came down from there. Like this was upwards of thirty or forty feet. Okay. So, Griffin, right? That's, that's Griffin. Uh, yeah, maybe. Well, okay, some some kind of flying predator. Um, so I guess watch out. <laughs> Good, good idea. Uh, I mean, there's that. You can also see that it 
it continues off into the the bushes towards the side of the road and often uh, you know you can sort of see where there's blood going further off uh so there seems to be some sort of trail going in that direction all of you roll intelligence except ildov you're asleep screw you Jeez. 18 4 no, five. Uh, seven. The whole caravan is sort of stopped here. You're like, oh, it fell from above. Cassian's like, hmm, I wonder if it's the griffin. You know, maybe it like killed something up there. But Yarfik, you remember that the the guards, when they were defending the, the north gate, they hit the griffin when it was going in this direction. So, I mean, this, this is basically the griffin that they hit over the city. I mean, it, it's probably wounded somewhere. And if we want to take a side... Uh, t- Sidetrack to go ahead and uh, maybe heal it up or save it. We could definitely do that. Uh, it'd take us off our, our current uh, path trying to get to Varsayorsa, but it's uh, it's up to the group. I mean, I'm not going to say no to going and helping out a, a creature that's in trouble. Well, here's my thinking. We need to get away as far away from here as quickly as possible. Mm. I, I'd say it's only worth it if there's a chance we can get enough griffins to take us all to the mountains faster. That's going to take some serious animal handling or speaking with animals is what it will take. Well, we've got Olash. She can charm the pants off any animal. I don't know that I can. <laughs> there's, a, there's like a difference between a horse that'll listen to anything you say if you have oats and a griffin, probably. I guess I well, don't know that much about them. <laughs> didn't well, you we can offer book? them healing at least. You know, you can negotiate with them for magical healing from Yarfik in exchange for a ride, maybe. <laughs> Just a thought. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, if that's I, like, what we all want to do, I'm willing to try. The alternative, I'm just I'm just trying to think this out here because we can't exactly bring it back to the to the village for a reward. And we'll even kill if it. we do, if it's just one. Well, that's not so much my problem as, as the fact that they would maybe clap us in irons depending on if Posh has gotten loose yet or not. True. Um, I, I, I just... I, I don't think we can take any, a chance on doubling back to the town, so the only benefit to, to catching a griffin is if we can catch four of them. Does any who who here knew about griffins? Do we know if they are in packs or not? Roll nature. Jeez. How long Eight. how long has it been? Uh, they've you're only like a mile outside of town. Okay, it has not been very long. <laughs> okay, nineteen. Uh, sixteen. Nineteen, sixteen. Cassian. Eight. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Yarfik, you have read about griffins before, and you know that they are pack hunters. So, yeah, they, they do travel in packs, but, of course, as with a pack mentality, sometimes they'll leave the wounded behind, so there may only be the one. Mm, I'm willing to chance it. it let, let's at least follow the trail a little ways. If it, if it looks like it's going to be too far out of our way, we should we should hit the road again. Uh, again, you know, time is something of factor here. Uh, can we get the wagon and stuff into the brush or is this something we have to bushwhack? From what you're looking at right now, it looks like you can get the wagon uh, through into the brush. Um, beyond that, you may not know until you get there. Well, if there's enough room for us to even like, you know, uh, cover the wagon and make it look like it's part of something so we can camouflage it, that might be yeah, okay. I mean, we can go for that. Let's try that. I mean, Yildov's asleep. She's going where we're going anyways. Oh, right. I mean, the priority is to get her as far away from the Ori as possible. I mean, we're all fugitives now, but she's the main yeah. reason that we are. If we really want to go on this griffin hunt, we should do it now. Otherwise, let's get on the road and go as fast as we can. Yeah, I definitely think we should go on the hunt. I'm just wondering if someone should stay with Ildov or, or what we should do about that situation. Why don't we get off the road, 
I'll yeah, stay with I'll stay with the wagons, and you and Olash can go off because Olash can talk to them. And then if I need to come heal, come find me, and I'll bring bring me over. Okay, works for me. I've got the stealth. Olash has the negotiation. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Let's get off the road and camouflage. This yeah, stuff. yeah. Okay. So we take the wagon off. Take the wagon off the side of the road. Uh, Yarfik rolls survival. Damn it! Can I count that or not? Yeah, that that's it's a nat twenty. Okay, great. Oh. Uh, so yeah, you uh, you grab a whole bunch of brush and leaves, and you you do the whole thing up, and then Cassian turns around and is like, "Where'd the where'd the wagon go? It is hidden. It has completely melted into the forest." Well done, Yafik. I told you, dwarf scouts. And you you also position the uh, the horses and the oxen on the side of the wagon away from the road, so they are hidden from any passersby. Right. Uh, so they are they are well well hidden. Uh, so now Olash and Cassian. Olash will will count your first survival roll for being able to sort of follow this trail that you've already found. Uh, and you guys start heading a little bit north and a little bit east off the road. You can see as you go farther into the trees on this side that there's actually sort of this descending line of, of broken branches and bent uh, bent leaves and all of the stuff uh, sort of up in the higher echelon of the trees that's going downward. Um, and eventually you come to this... Sorry, real quick, just I want to establish this before we leave. Um, I want to bring some meat from the wagon with me, mm-hmm. and I want to scout a, I want to uh, scout a bit ahead of Olash, like just, you know, just far enough ahead that, like she's, that I'm still in her eyeline, but, but I'm trying to sneak ahead. Okay, um, that's going to be a little bit difficult to be ahead of her if she's the one who's, who's tracking. Oh, I... I can't track the. You can. Track. You'd have to make your own survival checks for that. All right. Well, I'll, I'll give it a try, I guess. Just because I think stealth might be a, a good idea here. Mm-hmm. Well, if eh, we're trying to talk to these griffins rather than attack them, eh, screw it. We'll just have Olash lead. So Olash leads, and you follow stealthily. <laughs> and you, you have. I mean, we can you both have try to stealth, right? Yeah, you absolutely can. But uh, before that happens, you come to this patch of disturbed dirt and bushes. And it's sort of in line with that descending line of broken branches that you saw coming down from above. Go ahead and roll investigation. 19. Six. Cassian, you are positive this is a crash site. Best as you can tell, the griffin got hit. It veered off the side of the road, and it probably got injured to the point where it couldn't stay in the air. And it just crashed right through the trees and landed here. There is no griffin here right now, though. Um, is there any big, are there large patches of undergrowth where it might be hiding? Uh, looking around, you don't really see anything like that. But with your investigation check, you do see that there is sort of this rough <laughs> line of uh, footprints. There are two kinds of clawed footprints, uh, which, you know, from earlier, uh, Yarfik would have explained that uh, griffin forelegs are like that of, of eagles and their rear legs are like that of lions. So there's two uh, sets of footprints that are in line with each other, sort of going a little bit farther north. And there's also this rut to the right of them, like it was dragging something. Okay, I, I quietly point out to Olash what I've noticed. And and I think from we, we should follow the drag marks or the, the claw footprints or whatever, but we should go sneakily here because we don't want to accidentally spook a wounded griffin. Okay. Cool. Let's roll stealth. Nat 20. Uh, 15. Uh, so you start walking very carefully, sort of darting from tree to tree as you're passing through. Cassian, you, like, reach down and rub dirt on your face, 
to uh, to to meld into the forest, and you are pr- pretty much are the trees right now. Uh, nobody can see you, uh, but you you move. You're following this line of footprints, and as you go further north, maybe another ten to fifteen minutes or so, the the footprints become more sparse. Uh, the ground here just seems to be harder. There are a lot of roots from the trees, uh, so there's not as many places for them to to give a good print. Um, and eventually, the prints themselves fade out. Uh, but you're still able to cobble together a path because there are broken branches, there are disturbed leaves, and uh, eventually you get to a certain point. Let's get another survival check. That one. Uh, four. A one and a four. Okay. Jeffrey should have to find you in the woods. Um, so you're uh, you're you're still able to find that path. You're going in the that same direction. Doesn't really seem like anything much has changed. <laughs> Okay. Terrifying. It <laughs> doesn't seem right. Um, uh, but you continue okay. to travel well, northward. Uh, here and there, you spot another drop of blood uh, also soaked into the dirt. Although in places, it, it seems a little bit fresher than it did before. So this, whatever transit happened this way may have been a little more recent. Okay. I guess we're going to keep following the trail, right? Yeah. So as you go further, you... Uh, start to hear some noises. Um, and this is not just the general noises of, you know, being off the road in the Dusk Hills. Uh, you begin to hear sort of scattered growls here and there, a bark. Uh, and then you hear this scrabbling noise, almost like claws through gravel. And as you continue on, these noises get louder and louder until you approach a tree line. The, so you're you're coming up to a, a place where the uh, the trees sort of end, and uh, let's get some perception checks. Twenty-two. Fifteen. You look out beyond the tree line, uh, and you can see in front of you there's a steep hillside. Uh, it looks like it's probably about thirty feet tall or so. Uh, the area doesn't really have much vegetation. The hillside looks pretty eroded. It's mostly dirt and rock, and about twenty feet up the hillside on a ledge that looks like it's barely big enough to hold it is an injured griffin. One of its wings is hanging limply at its side. There's blood and dirt ground into its feathers all over its body. And it looks like it is in an absolutely foul mood. It's squawking, it's shrieking, and it's easy to see why. Because below it, on the ground, is a hulking humanoid figure, easily... 15 feet tall, muscled, similarly to the way that a sumo wrestler is, so big and bulky. It's wearing a dirty, tattered loincloth. It's reaching up and tearing at the dirt and stone under the ledge with its bare hands, while next to it, there's a large wolf who is growling upward and sort of running around the feet of this large humanoid creature. Kathok's favorite thing to kill. <laughs> if only Kathok were here. Ugh. Um, do we recognize the humanoid creature? Like, what type of beast it is? Uh, roll nature. <laughs> uh, natural one. Uh, 13. Cassian does not know shit about nature, it turns out. Cassian looks at it, he's like, I'm pretty sure this is a gnome. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those 15-foot-tall gnomes. No. Uh, Olash, you... You and Cassian sort of make eye contact. You retreat back from the tree line a little bit, um, and you turn to him and you say, it's uh, it's some kind of giant. You're not sure which type exactly, but you're sure it's a giant. Okay. Um, 
So okay, I have a I have a logistical question mm-hmm. about my ring of jumping. Um, <laughs> <laughs> from where we are or like somewhere nearby, would it be possible for me to jump from there like and aim to land like on top of the giant or like Oh, oh. <laughs> absolutely. Okay. Okay. Can I, are you discussing this plan with me? Because I can give you a boost. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I'll discuss this plan. I'm not just going <laughs> to leap into the air so you're suddenly. Not leap you look. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly, okay. Olash is just gone. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. I like that. <laughs> so, so I say, so you want to try it? You think we can take this without Yarfik's help? Uh, maybe we should go get Yarfik. How far, Sam, how far did we have to walk to get here? Uh, you've probably been traveling for about. 25 to 30 minutes oh boy what about this can we draw it can we draw it away from this the griffin and, and get it to chase us back towards yafik so we can at least meet back up with him you, you know what i mean like get, kind of uh, hit it from range and taunt it into coming after us i really wanted to jump on it <laughs> well, maybe you can jump on it maybe you can jump on it get one awesome hit in and then jump back <laughs> Mario Brothers? Yes, that is exactly what it is. I love it. How, well, did you say we're above it, Sam? You are not now? above it. You're you're on the oh. same same level as it right now. But it hasn't noticed us. It has not. It is its attention is securely on the Griffin. Go jump on it. Here's another thought. <laughs> okay, I have a, a crazy thought. How far is the Griffin from us? Why don't we get a map out? Changing the map. I feel like that'll make this a little map. bit Bring easier. Making things easier Make to sure see. Make sure this is the right one. Following yes, a plan the right tells us about the ground. You, you must be getting some good sleep. You've only been asleep for, what, an hour? I had to move this week. Oh, you mean... <laughs> 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 Not me as a person, but my character. I do yeah. care about you as a person. I, I know you moved, but I was just thinking about uh, Yildov. She, yeah, she's, like, dreaming peacefully of... Um, you know what things could have been if Golrek just like had been a little nicer. Not a lot nicer, just a <laughs> just little, little bit. Just, like just still tiny, kind tiny of a bad bit. boy. But. <laughs> uh, Fred, can you see the map? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's the spot. Uh, so you two are uh, over here by the tree line, uh, and then the giant and the wolf are at the bottom of the hill. Uh, even though obviously the map is flat, the Griffin is twenty feet up. Okay. And that's a felled tree in the middle there? Correct. And then all the rest are trees. These circles in the middle of them are just where the trunks are for reference. From where I am right now... They look suspiciously like eggs. From where I am right... (laughs) From where you are right now. Is the griffin within 90 feet of me? Uh, Yes, the griffin is about 80 to 85 feet. So just within that 90 foot range. Okay, I have a thought here. (laughs) Olash, bear with me. Okay, I can hit the griffin with a sleep spell... You can jump over to the ledge, grab it, jump back, and we can run away. And I can try and distract the giant with an illusion or something so it doesn't chase us. <laughs> How big is the griffin? Like, could I pick it up and leap away with it? That's the griffin. Yeah, but... It, it, that is that yeah. is size relative to okay, your character. That's, I don't think no I way. can... No way, it's as big as the giant? I don't think I can do that. No, the giant is taller. The griffin just looks big because of the wingspan, but they do take okay. up the same amount of space. Griffins ain't small. Okay, okay. no, that's that's fine. I thought a griffin was like about the size of like a lion, I guess. I guess I figured all I could pick up a lion. I don't know. Uh, there, there are creatures similar to griffins known as hippogriffs, which are smaller. Duh. <laughs> All right. Who didn't know well, about hippogriffs? 
I okay. what if you what if you sleep the wolf so we don't have to deal with the wolf? I guess you could just sleep the giant. Uh, it's probably got it's probably too beefy. Yeah. Sleep has a hit point limit. Okay. Giants have a lot of hit points. Um, we maybe could get I could if I can hit the giant with a dissonant whispers. I bet it doesn't have a very good will save, and then it would have to run away, but only for like its next turn. Like we'd still need some way of getting the griffin out of there if we were gonna try that. Maybe here's a thought. Maybe we can hit it with an arrow from where it can't see us, and then I can make a an illusion of somebody shooting arrows at it from the tree line, and then get it to chase that. Uh, yeah, okay. And and if that doesn't work, we could totally try your jumping plan. I just <laughs> I'm just concerned about about trying to take this thing on with just the two of us. Yeah, I understand. I'll jump on something eventually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a great way to think about things. I'm gonna before we do any of this, I'm gonna put a hand on Olash's shoulder, Olash's shoulder, and look her right in the eyes and say, "Olash, I believe you. You will jump off." <laughs> and I'm gonna give her a bardic inspiration. <laughs> nice. So oh you God. have a D6 that uh, you can add to pretty much any roll in the next ten minutes. Great. Yeah. So if you do have to jump, you totally can use that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get ourselves very well concealed. Uh, so I'm gonna cast silent image of a just like a generic looking human with a bow and arrow um sort of right on the by that tree that's kind of off to the yeah there wow got it in one (laughs) um so out of the giant's vision right now and then i'm gonna get as concealed as i can in these trees and notch an arrow on my longbow and try and shoot at it okay so you you yourself are not changing position yeah, because we're still back in the brush here. Like, it's this is the best cover we're going to get unless we sneak up to that tree, right? Correct. Should I jump into the tree? <laughs> to, like, get height? If you want to, <laughs> just sure. To hi- just to hide in the branches. I'm almost thinking you should start the hustle. Because <laughs> if this works, well, yeah. no, we should see uh, if this works first. Yeah. Okay. okay, so go ahead and roll to hit. 13. 13 hits? Yeah. It's a big okay. target. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Okay, um, and that's eight damage, and then and I'm gonna you know conceal myself immediately as soon as I loose the arrow. So you loose this this arrow, uh, it hits the giant right in the back meat, uh, and he swings around, having felt this prick, and you see his face now, and it's filthy and and honestly pretty grotesque looking, uh, and he just sort of lets loose this like roar. Uh, of completely unintelligible ferocity. Uh, and let's see. Uh, and this giant, uh, he looks around, scans very quickly, sees the silent image that you put up, and just immediately starts stalking over towards it. Uh, it gets about 40 feet. Okay, I, and I'm going to make the image look afraid and turn and run into the forest. Okay, so you're going to go off off the map towards uh yeah i just wanted to run basically until it's so far that i like can't control it anymore i just want the giant to sort of charge off looking for it okay what's the range on silent image by the range is 60 feet okay right yeah 60 feet okay um so you send it going off 
like into wherever the trees look densest, as long as that's not exactly towards us. De- the, the densest way that it can while still leading the giant away from us, generally. Yeah, so it'll get uh, about an inch or so off the map uh, before it fizzles out, just sort of disappearing into the trees. Uh, and the giant does continue to follow it that way. Awesome. Uh, um, so it's essentially just like right off the map right there, yeah. So, Olash, do you want to jump onto that ledge now with this meat and a healing potion? Did the, see if you can get the wolf go with it? The wolf did not go with it. Oh, well, Olash. Is now wanna, my time. <laughs> do you want to jump on this wolf? <laughs> I do. All right. I'm going to jump on the wolf. Okay. Maybe so you're going to you take can... your 10-foot head start to run it and then use and your ring of jumping? I and... whisper to Olash, Olash. Think how proud Kathak will be if you split this wolf in half. <laughs> don't make don't make me more nervous than I already am. Oh, Jesus. Um, so you use your bonus action to cast the jump spell. Yes. So what I would love to have happen mm-hmm. is for me to like jump on this wolf and like bring my axe down on it as I'm jumping on it. Is that feasible or do i have to just like jump land on top of it and then um take it, it's hit? it's feasible narratively um it's still going to be two <laughs> rolls okay um so it will be an uh let's see we'll call it a an acrobatics roll for the jump and then an attack roll for the attack but narratively if if both go well then they will play out the way okay. you want it to be all right okay so I no, go for it. Sorry, I, I was just debating whether to cast enhance ability on you, but I think I may want to hang on to my. Oh, because... and I have my bardic inspiration. You do have bardic inspiration, have which you can spend okay. on either of these as long as you do it before I say whether it fails or succeeds. Okay, all right. But after you roll the die. Yes. Okay. My God. <laughs> you, can do it. you can do it. Come on. Uh. Okay. So that's a nine for acrobatics. And well, I'm I'm just I'm gonna use it. Okay. <laughs> so it's a D six. D six. Okay. Plus three. Plus three. So that's a twelve for acrobatics. Okay. So go ahead and roll your attack. Okay. So mm. that's a seventeen. Pl- tw- what was that? Twenty five. Uh yeah. Are you are you using misery or your regular great X? I'm using. I'm gonna use my regular. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Um. So you break from the tree line Cassian essentially like just gives you a, a wordless signal uh, the moment that, that he feels his silent image fade and he knows the giant is like going to be occupied for as long as possible and he gives you this this signal just like pointing and saying go and you take off at a run the um, the wolf is still barking at, at and growling at this griffin um, and you you uh, hit that mark after casting the jump spell on yourself and you launch yourself into the air uh, just like flying it's like Michael Jordan in Space Jam (laughs) and you go launching off into the air with your axe held out in front of you as you're, you're starting to land you slice down with it and catch the wolf right in the middle of the back. Uh, yes! Back. <laughs> uh, so go ahead and, and roll damage. Um, and because of the extra momentum, I'm going to say add a d10. Add a d10. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Because this is full however many pounds of orc. Oh, darn. Okay, so uh, that's five, uh, six, seven, eight. And... Uh, 
three more. So 11 points of damage. So you come down on this wolf, lodge your great axe in its side. You can hear two of its ribs break underneath and you pull your axe out when you land and just this gout of blood comes out. Uh, You do have a second attack. Yeah, I'm gonna use it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, so that's... 13. 13 just misses. So you pull your axe out uh, and it just sort of, it, it just weight wise just sets you off a little bit from uh, from like doing that immediately as you land. And it gives the wolf just enough time to back just outside of your range as you swing again and just catch air. Uh, and now we need to roll initiative. Okay. So we'll roll initiative where we are. I'm still, a, I'm, I'm taking initiative in my dream. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are. <laughs> I got a 19. And a nineteen. I'm having a nice pray to Azia. Ask her if she'll help us find us her tier on the quest. Apologizing for not asking for it earlier. You're like playing, praying for ways to save uh, Ildov's soul. Okay, so no. it is Cassian, <laughs> and good. then Olash, and then the bad guys, uh, and then Valera. I'm going to need you to roll to see if you're still sleeping. I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> I'll do it. Uh, Cassian, you're up first. Okay, I'm gonna. Um... I'm gonna run forward to to this fallen tree, um, and from there I'm going to shoot an arrow at the wolf. Go and uh, roll for it. That's a twenty, not natural. Uh, that hits. So that hits. Yes. Okay. And don't don't then... start assuming things, friend. <laughs> okay. My bad. Uh, and that is ten damage. Ten damage. So you. Run forward just as you see Olash uh, whiff on her second attack after her beautiful fall <laughs> from the sky. We got to figure out a name for that move, like the orc meteor or something. Because I'm going to use it all, all the, time. the time. Yeah, it's called, signature it's move. Called, yeah, it's called the um, Asterorc. <laughs> or the Orksteroid. Hmm, we'll figure it out. We'll workshop it. Uh, but you uh, you see her do that, and you rush forward, knowing that this is kind of your moment. This is as much time as you'll have away from that giant as possible. And you, uh, you knock an arrow on your way, and as soon as you land at the fallen log, you let it loose, and it flies through the air, and uh, it just hits the uh, the wolf in the flank right above the gash that uh, that Olash left in it. Uh, and Olash, it is your turn. All right, I'm gonna attack again. Gonna keep hacking. Keep hacking. Uh, so if a if a five just bar- or thirteen just barely missed, this this hits. Uh, it was sixteen plus eight. Yes, that hits. Um, and <laughs> like if, if a thirteen just barely misses, then a twenty-five <laughs> definitely hits. <laughs> Basically, I just have to roll above a five. So that's ten. Ten points of damage points on the of first damage attack. On the first attack. Um, so you go ahead and uh, swing at it again, seeing its its attention momentarily away from you after being struck with the arrow, uh, and you hit it uh, just a little bit further back from where you had gotten it initially, doing another healthy chunk of damage. You um, this wolf is not looking good, looking pretty bad, in fact. Okay, so second attack. Second attack. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that hits. Uh, so confident. It, it, I, I know it's above a five. That's. I'm, I don't feel like doing the math. That's I'm fine. Sorry. So that's eleven. Eleven points of damage. Paint me a picture. Ooh. Okay, so I've already hit it like right in the the mid back, right? Yes. And then like a little bit lower in the mid back. Yep. Okay, so... Right above the tramp stamp. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, yeah, this third hit is just going to be, like, right in between those two okay. hits. And just, like, yeah, just, like, slice through. So you uh, you raise your axe one more time for another hit, and you bring it down, like, harder and faster than you think you maybe ever have before. And it catches in its body and you feel the spine snap under the blade and it keeps going and you can tell that you serendipitously maneuvered it in such a way that you're you're not hitting ribs on either side you're going completely between them so it just carries through severing the spine going all the way through until it comes out the bottom the wolf falls forward and backward in two halves the contents of its stomach of its stomach spilling out completely and it just lets out this one horrific howl of pain as it twitches its last and then the tongue just lolls out of the mouth and it's donezo i feel a little bad and now it's the bad guy's turn upon that wolf's final death howl the giant comes lumbering back uh so it'll get about uh, four squares onto the map sort of by the tree where it was first yeah there you go and it uh sees you all uh well sees you olash cassian you're still pretty well hidden uh but it sees you standing above the the corpse of its uh of its wolf and just bellows at you and then uh proceeds to move another 40 feet closer it's just gonna double move okay so it gets about there and cassian okay I am going to uh, shoot another arrow at this giant from behind. I'm going to try and distract it from Olash. Try and sort of... My, my thinking... Well, whatever. You know, outside of the talk strategy. I'm shooting it. <laughs> okay. Oh, fuck. Uh, that is <laughs> six. <laughs> uh, so you knock another arrow and fire it, and it just it goes a little bit wide and, and just sort of sticks in the uh, the dirt and rock against the hillside. Um, stay put? Um, no, actually, I'm gonna say, uh, Olash, get up on the ledge, I'll distract it. And then, uh, and I'm, and I'm gonna sprint from where I am to this other, to this other tree, yeah, over there. And try and conceal myself there. Uh, okay. Um, so you, uh, have already taken your action and now moved, so you won't be able to roll to hide until your next turn. Oh, Okay. Uh, that's it's a rogue thing to be able to do that. You don't have oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. But you are at that tree, and you don't know yet if you have the giant's attention. We'll find out. Olash, it is your turn. Okay. I know Cassian told me to get up on the ledge, but I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> uh, what did we determine that makes my jump distance? Uh, your long jump or your high jump? My long jump. Your long jump is your uh, what is it? It's your. Up to your strength score in feet. Up to my strength score in feet? Yeah, so if you take a 10-foot head start running, then you can jump up to your strength score in feet, which with the ring of jumping makes it three times your strength score. So it's 20 times three. Yeah, so it'd be 60 feet 60 for the feet. long jump. And the high jump is, is three plus your modifier for strength. Okay, and there are like trees and stuff? Uh, yeah, yeah. Over that way? Yes. Okay, so I'm gonna get a running start 10 feet and jump just in that direction <laughs> okay so just you land essentially like just off the map yeah and i'm aiming for like a treetop oh so you want to land in a tree yeah okay uh so roll acrobatics okay just for the aim of this yes uh so that's 13 uh 13 yeah you uh you jump 
and it's uh, a little bit of a rough landing, but you do manage to, to gain purchase in a tree. Uh, you're about 20 feet off the ground. Okay. Did the giant look impressed? Uh, well, it's the giant's <laughs> turn, um, and he's certainly angry that you got away, but he is going to... He sort of looks around. He looks... He, like, walks towards his wolf really quick and just sort of toes it and sees that it doesn't move and then looks back in the direction that you went. And, he, I'm sorry. Um, he needed to tow the two pieces of his wolf. He's not very smart. <laughs> um, but he, uh, he does that, looks in the direction that you went. He reaches down and picks up a rock. Cool. And uh, and throws it at you. So he can see where I landed? Yes, he okay. can. Um, and that is a 15 to hit. Uh, that hits. So... Does she have cover in the tree? Nope. That's that big of a Because she line. landed in a tree on like the edge of the, oh, yeah, yeah. the thing. Um, so that is... Um, I'm actually going to... Um... Sorry, I'm, I'm going to yell from where I'm sitting. What's the matter, ugly? Couldn't catch that archer? And uh, try cutting words this giant. So I get to subtract a, a d6 from his attack roll. Oof, that takes two off it. Does a 13 still hit you, Nicole? Uh, yeah, because that is my AC. Yeah, right? so yeah. that'll still hit. Um, so you yell, and the, the giant yells back at you something like, <laughs> but you don't speak giant, so you don't know what he said. <laughs> Olash, you take 15 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. As this large rock, about the size of the wolf, comes flying through the air and hits you, and I'm going to need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Three. Uh, you fall out of the tree. Sick. Uh, which means uh, you also take another seven points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. Ouch. And that is the giant's turn. Cassian. Okay. Um, it's lovely foliage. <laughs> sorry. Okay, I'm gonna call out to the giants. Um, oh, a rock! Real impressive. That's uh, that's a great. That's that's great when you're not intelligent enough to shoot a bow and arrow. <laughs> and I vicious mockery him. Okay. Uh, yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. All right. That's two damage plus disadvantage on his next attack roll. Okay. And I'm going to. I'm gonna run back towards the the tree line that we first emerged from kind of i'm trying to sort of like draw his attention like be as as visible as possible to him gotcha okay so puffing yourself up real big yeah waving and yelling olash okay well i'm gonna get up so that's half your movement and yeah okay. um i'm gonna throw a javelin at him okay trusty javelin so that's 19 19 hits cool Ooh. plus five is 11 so 11 points of damage. So you stand up from where you've been knocked out of the tree and you're like, I can throw stuff too. <laughs> you take a javelin out of your pack and you hurl it at the giant uh, and it gets him right right in the left thigh. Um, and you can see it, it goes all the way through and like sort of sticks halfway, like putting a, uh, like a toothpick through a cocktail wiener. It's a very specific <laughs> image that Lindsay does not like. <laughs> <laughs> But it's very apt. Uh, so yeah, so you stick him right through the leg. Uh, he like immediately uh, grabs his leg in pain and lets out this bellow. Now what? I'm gonna. So that was half my movement, so I could move another twenty feet. Is there a place like farther behind me that like I could get like some cover or something? Uh, you can go deeper into the trees. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, I'll do that. I can always jump back into action. Yeah, you could. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now it is the giant's turn again. Um, and he sees that you've sort of retreated into the trees. Let's see. He kind of already forgotten about Cassian, especially since he got this thing in his leg. So he just reaches down, painfully uh, pulls the javelin out of his leg, throws it to the side. Um, actually, let me see one more thing. Yep, and he looks up and looks at the griffin again and sort of, he has an idea and he picks the javelin up and he starts digging away at the hillside with it. Hmm. And that's his no, turn. So. No bueno. Cassie. Seriously? We haven't pissed him off enough yet to leave this griffin alone? All right. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and go back to the fallen tree, take cover behind that, and... Uh, okay, and I'm going to call out to him, You smell like an open sewer on a hot day! And this is mockery. Uh, what's the uh, DC? 15. Wisdom. Uh, that is a 12. Booyah! Okay, one damage and disadvantage. Okay, Olash? If I jump back in, how close to him could I get? Uh, so you can do, it would be 60 feet. So you you were already 60 feet out and then you went another 20. Yeah. So you would get just about 20 feet away from him, give or take. What if she ran the 20 feet before she jumped? It gets a little tricky with like the amount of movement that you can do in six seconds. Mm-hmm. So it's still, I'm going to cap it at 60 feet. Then I'm going to... Rage. Okay, so yeah, I'm just gonna run my full movement, which is 50, and I'm gonna throw another javelin at him. Okay. Which, uh, 8, 9, 10, 11. 11 total? Yeah. Uh, does not hit. So you throw another javelin, it just sails behind him, clatters against the rocks. But I have a second attack? Mm hmm. Okay. I'm gonna, gonna switch it up and throw, throw a hand axe. Okay. Him. Can, will that reach? Yeah, that'll reach. <sighs> Never mind. I don't do it. <laughs> Just decided not to at the last moment. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw it straight into the ground in front of me. I'm going to leave this here. I might want it later. Exactly. Um, so I'll always know where it is. Uh, okay. So you, uh, you do that, uh, and it is now the giant's turn. The javelin sort of clattering against the rocks behind it got its attention. And it, it looks first to the left where it heard the sound from, and then it looks back to the other side, and it sees that you're you've you've emerged from the forest. You're back out, so it is going to close the distance with you, uh, and it is going to swing its great club at you. The first one is a twenty-seven to hit. That, does, that doesn't shit. hit. Why would you look at me like I that? I don't. I'm just you know, <laughs> got to make sure. And the. Wait. He has disadvantage, though. I know. That's why I'm rolling oh, again. Oh, sorry. Okay. Slow your roll. I thought you were doing two attacks. My bad. Uh, nope. Uh, so the first one was a 27, and the second one is 11. That does not hit. So that does not hit. Oh now, for God. his second attack. Oh, my God. Thank you, Fred. I mean, no problem. <laughs> uh, second attack is a 15 to hit. Uh, that does hit. Which does hit. Uh, so that is yoink, yoink, and yoink. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, 16 points of bludgeoning damage reduced to 8 because you are raging. As he rushes forward, swings uh, his great axe once and whiffs big time, but just catches you on the backswing. Uh, sort of knocks the wind out of you a little bit. And that is his turn. Cassian, we're back to you. Okay. I'm going to yell at him. I know you're I know you're dumb as hell, but I would have thought you could at least swing that club straight. 
And another vicious mockery. Okay. Uh, nope. Roll your damage. Okay. Um, I just now realized that I should have been rolling 2d4 for ever since I hit level 5, so that's 5 damage. Okay. So you, uh, you do that, you sort of see him, like, grab his head in pain a little bit, just sort of shake it off. Uh, stay in put? Yeah, he doesn't seem to care that I'm here. Well, not when he's got a tasty yeah. morsel like Olash in front of him. Fair enough. <laughs> Olash, it's your turn. All right, I'm going to try to hit him with my great axe. Okay. So that's uh, 16. 16 hits. 8, 9, 10, 15. 15. And your second attack? So I rolled a 19, so I assume that hits. That hits, and uh, you crit on 19s when you're raging. Right, so what does that mean? So you will double the whatever your damage roll is. Okay. So your dice uh, double for the damage. Okay. So 14, uh, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. 21. The, The giant cracks you with the backswing on its great club, and in this fluid motion, you slice it right along the stomach. Um, and then you, with the momentum, carry around and you slice uh, across its thigh, uh, sort of right along the javelin wound from before. And it looks like you, you probably snapped something important, uh, tendon slash ligament wise. Uh, huh, tendon slash ligament wise. Mm-hmm. I didn't even do that on purpose. <laughs> Yeah, and he he once again bellows in pain, just this guttural like, uh, and he is pissed. Cool. Uh, hold on, I have to do math right now. Um, at this point, Ildov is dreaming. She's moved on from Gulrek to Pasht, <laughs> and just thinking of all the the things they could have gotten into if Pasht hadn't been so hung up on her being ORE legal. <laughs> Does Yarfik realize you've changed dreams? Like, is there like a, a cue? Are you like standing in the wagon just watching <laughs> her dream? <laughs> like peeking around the corner. Every once in a while, see if she's okay. So, you know, being, um, being the good, you know, teammate that I am. Yeah. I would. I. Would not enter the wagon. <laughs> Noted. Noted. She put Just, a sign like, on the outside of the wagon that says "Ill Doves Only." Uh, anyway, back to the fight. Uh, the hill giant is uh, starting to look kind of haggard. Still up and fighting, but uh, but definitely looks worse for wear. Cassian. Um, how hurt does Olash look? I'm at less than half. And how far away am I from the giant now? Can I reach it in one move? Your movement is 30, correct? Yes. So that's 30 right there. So you would, you'd still be about 10 to 15 feet away. I'm going to drop my bow, draw my rapier, and, and head for him. Okay. And I'm going to say, uh, and as I'm doing that, I'm going to yell at him. You, you are just so far the worst that I am running out of insults. I'm running out of insults. That's never happened before. Do you realize how awful you are? You giant idiot. And vicious mockery. Okay. <laughs> you giant, comma, idiot. Uh, giant. Yeah, go ahead and roll damage. Uh, that's another five damage. Uh, yeah, so that, uh, that lands as well. Once again, puts one of his hands up to his head, uh, and he turns around now seeing you there. Um, and he is he is officially surrounded. Olash. Uh, I'm gonna take a couple more swings with my great axe. Go for it. Nat, nat 20. Ooh. Yeah, baby. So, <gasps> so 12, uh, 
times two. So 24. 24. Did you just wrote max damage? I did. Yeah. Or, or that's 12. Crit and, no, that was a crit and max damage. So 24, nice. uh, 29, 30, 31. Holy, Holy shit. shit. So, um, just so it, it turns around just as as Cassian uh, levels its it his his next insult or his lack of insult at it I guess, um, <laughs> and you see your opening and you slice just from bottom to top right up its spine, um, and you can feel your axe grinding against the bone as you oh. go up just sort of oh. like hitting each vertebra on the way. Oh God, I have so much Chicken. to talk to Kathak about. And uh, go ahead and take your second attack. Oh, right. I forgot there was a second one. 18. 18 hits. So, 7, 8, 9, 14. Paint me a picture. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh my god. I don't even know where to, what to do. What, so, you stand uh, about eight, about seven feet tall. Uh-huh. There is a 15-foot tall humanoid standing in front of you, bloodied bruised. You've just put this long gash right up its spine. All right, up the spine. Okay, so I, I'm going to... And gonna... you have a magic jumping ring. <laughs> so I do. But I, I would have to run 10 feet. Uh, well, you can... Oh, you even if you do as a standing high jump, you can do that. So I could, li- I could like... I could... So uh, nor- So with with the ring of jumping, you your high jump is normally three, three plus your strength modifier with a 10-foot running start, it's half that without the running start. So if you start from standing, it's half that. So your your strength modifier is five? Yes. So normally, uh, without that thing, it would just it would be eight feet straight up. With the ring of jumping, it's 24 feet. Halved is 12. So you could still do a 12-foot jump. Being seven feet tall still puts, like, your, you can still swing down if you wanted to. <laughs> okay, yeah, so, okay, I'm going to do that. Uh, and he has turned. To yes, like, he's not facing. All right, so just like right in the back of the head. Okay, oh. so you uh, feeling the 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 pulse of the jump spell still within your body since it lasts a minute. You jump straight up, and when you're dead even with his head, you just swing laterally with your axe and you slice the top of his cranium off. And also, I kind of kick my legs out while I do it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't knock him onto me. So you? No, I don't kick him. I just, just like a. Oh, I thought you were saying you kick no. him. No, <laughs> like, just like a, just like you just, a, you just do like a, like a cheerleader yeah, kind of kick out. Secrets of the Yaya sisterhood. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you slice the top of his cranium off, and this, this disc of, of bone and flesh goes flying off. As Cassian, you can see the giant's eyes loll back into his head. And he starts to waver on his feet. He takes one staggering step forward until his bulk just comes crashing down, just barely missing you where you stand. And I take his arms. And then Olash <laughs> sets about cutting his arms off, as I, is customary. I, uh, I wait for Olash to finish her butchery, uh, and then I drop my rapier, and I just go up to her. And I say, there are no words, Olash. That was the most badass thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> and uh, we are out of combat. The griffin at this point has been sort of sitting tight on the ledge. Uh, it, it sort of stopped squawking and shrieking once once things stopped immediately worrying it. So it seems to be sitting on its haunches, 
just very cautiously watching what's going on. How high up is that ledge exactly? 20 feet. Uh, but you could also go up to the top of the hill, which is 30 feet tall, and climb down the 10 feet to its ledge if you wanted to. It's both are oh, options. Oh, I, okay. I was unclear on how that worked. Olash, are you, do you want to, are you good to go try and talk yeah. to this thing now? Yeah, I can do okay. that. I guess we, we approach the griffin, like you said, going up the hill and down the ledge very slowly. And when we're about, when we're about 10 feet away, I'm going to lay my rapier on the ground, mm-hmm. slowly reach into my pack for the meat, step forward until I'm about five feet away from it and lay the meat down and then step back to where my rapier is, but keep my hands raised. So you uh, lay your, your weapons down, you have your hands raised, and now, are, Olash, you're going to start doing the hustle? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Olash, you uh, go through the 10-minute the ritual of, uh, of performing this rite so that you can speak with animals. The griffin... Once again, sitting on its haunches, just watching you with those, like, piercing eagle eyes. And uh, as you finish, you feel that that uh, bestial connection, uh, and you look up at it and know that it will it will understand your words. Okay, so uh, I say, hey there, uh, how, how, you, how you doing? It looks down, sort of cocking its head to the side in that way that birds of prey do. Hurt. Uh, yeah, we... We noticed we wanted to we wanted to help you. We have a friend who who could heal you if you uh, if you want. You would help. Yeah, we want to help you. You want to help. Yes. <laughs> you are safe. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Roll persuasion. Oh, that's a nat one. So it um. Looks down at you, looks at the corpses that are now littered down there. You are not safe. You kill. You kill two. To to save you. I, I, I don't need save. You you. Look- I need I need meat and I I need wing. We uh we we brought meat. That's for you. That's that's all for you. And like I said, we we can heal you. You heal. Well. I I don't, but we have a friend who can heal you. Where? <laughs> He's back with our wagon. We could bring him to you, or you could come with us to him. Throw meat. To, to you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, throw it away. <laughs> just want to be sure. Okay. He just wants to see how fast your pitch is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I throw the meat. Okay, you throw the meat. You don't need to roll for it. It's fine. Okay. It's, it's a, e- easy to lob it up there. Uh, you throw it up. It doesn't even hit the ground. He catches it in midair and does that whole bird, like, gulp it down motion. You can see him just sort of, like, sitting and eating. It's probably the first thing he's eaten in, in a little while. And he looks down again at you and bring friend. Okay. I I tell Cassian he wants us to bring Yarfik to heal him. Okay. I say, did you... I guess we can broach the subject of horsey rides after. I, yeah, I, th- I think we should wait <laughs> on that. He seems a little skeptical. <laughs> okay, I say, uh, okay, yeah, let's let's go get him. We also just like this is just like a wild guess, but like maybe when we broach the subject, we shouldn't refer to them as horsey rides. <laughs> oh well, no, I I was just figuring that he probably doesn't speak common, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that's a good call. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, let's head back to the wagon then. Okay. You so want to you, just uh, tell him that we'll be back in about what an hour? Damn, this is a long delay. Yeah. Still useful if it works out. Yeah, I I can tell him that. 
I do. Okay. So you tell him that. <laughs> okay. And he sits, waits. Okay. As you go back into the forest following that, that same path in reverse now, uh, all the way back to the place where you guys know you left the wagon, but you're like, where is this wagon? <laughs> oh my, where is it? And then Yarfik sticks his head out. Hello. Like, hey, I was watching Eldove sleep. Oh, we don't just walk into it like birds into a window. I <laughs> know uh, because you don't see it. But Yarfik sticks his head out because he he hears you know people coming through the brush. Well, okay. how did it go? I don't see a Griffin. I I hold up my giant arms. <laughs> oh, they're what? big. <laughs> what did I miss? We and by we I mean mostly Olash killed a giant. No. I mean, where would I have gotten I, I did these are? To be honest, I I really I wore him down psychologically. As he's saying um, this, I'm getting I, off I the wagon. We were just conference. giving you a big high five. <laughs> I high five him with one of the giant arms. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. So basically, you know, uh, he just he didn't have the heart to fight anymore, and uh, Olash kind of delivered the death blow. But it was it was a pretty big pretty pretty big W for for both of us, I pretty equally. I don't know how we're gonna fit those in the wagon. I. Uh, it was more like a symbolic thing. I, I could maybe leave them behind. Oh, no. We're taking, <laughs> we are taking those with us. They are symbolic of how awesome we are. We could, like, attach them to the front of the wagon so people know not to mess with us. Oh, Does I... all of our stuff just smell like rotting meat right now? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, like 100%. Corpse it does. Well, you, you prestidigitate a lot of stuff, so it's fine. Oh, yeah. Well, that's you, true. you could just, like, say, um... tie them in a cross on the side of the wagon. <laughs> Oh that's gosh. our that's our new uh, our crest is two giant. Well, the only problem is it, it would put the weight differential off so much that the wagon would tip over. We just we've like adorned we gotta get them all sides of the wagon. Yeah. Maybe you do like big old TV cross at the top. There we've like positioned the hands to have different like hand signals. Oh, so yeah. There's like a middle finger. There's like a whatever. I'm just picturing you have them yeah. both like straight out on the top of the wagon, and you've affixed strings to them so you can pull them to use them as turning signals (laughs) (laughs) and all of the smaller hands are positioned on the back bumper to spell out coexist yep (laughs) (laughs) which is very ironic because how did you get these if that's your mantra anyway that's wonderful anyway back to business we did did find the griffin though um it's it's wounded but it's willing to accept help if uh if you trek back with Olash, I can take over guard duty here. I'm more than happy to. Okay. Right. Okay. I'll, so I'll... Cassian, you take over watching Ildov sleep, <laughs> and uh... oh, I say, um, I, t- I hand him the decanter of endless water just in case the Griffin needs a drink too. Thank you. Thank you. I thank you. I, so, I can create water if I need to, so it's okay. But you don't have to oh, use a spell. Well, I, don't know. I guess I'll take back my awesome magic item then. <laughs> Uh, so you two, uh, now Yarfik and Olash, follow that path. Very easy to follow since you've gone it. You've, you've traversed it in two directions now. Back to the very same hillside. And that Griffin is still there, still on the ledge, looking no less haggard than it was before. It's still very injured, and it sees you coming. The uh, speak with animal spell has worn off by this point. I put my weapons away, and I, I hands up, kind of like, you know, Pull some meat from my pack and throw it up to the griffin. Once again, catches it midair, gulps it down happily. I do the hustle. I say, after ten minutes, uh, this is the friend I told you about. He he can help you. He can heal you. Okay, bring him. Up to you? Okay. Nods its head. We gotta go up there, so. Right, I'm here to help. What did you say was 
the best way to do this? So like, you can you can walk uh, around into the top of the hill, and then from there it's just ten feet down to the ledge. Okay. So you could walk up there. You could like lower him down. Probably not enough room for both of you to try and get on the ledge with right. the griffin. I will. Uh, I will lower him down. Uh, so you lower him down, and Yarfik, uh, you you land on the ledge, and it is. It's tight there. There's there's really not a lot of space because there's a lot of griffin there and not a lot of ground. But you are, honestly, I mean, you're touching it by default because there's nowhere else to stand. Right. And it swings its head around, looks at you. You're just sort of eye to eye with this large predator. Easy, um, easy. I'm just here to help. May I touch roll you? Roll animal handling. Olash, ask, make sure it knows what I'm doing. Okay, uh, I, I tell the griffin that he's he has to touch him. That's a uh, 22. Makes no... Strange movements. And it looks pretty bad, right? It's it's pretty bad. It's its wing is uh it got a clear wound in it. It looks like the arrow hit like one of the the joints right towards its uh its shoulder blade, which is why it's dragging it. It like it it looks like it probably severed a nerve or some kind. It uh it doesn't look like it can move it at all. So it certainly can't fly. All right, then I'm gonna cast cure wounds at third level. Eleven plus eight is nineteen. Yeah, 19 is fine. Yep, that is okay, fine. so you uh, lay your hands on it and let loose Aja's healing light. You can you can actually see the change in it as the wing starts to lift and the the wound closes up. And just as you you finish, you take your your hands off of it, just you know to to really lay down. Like I'm not touching you any more than I have to. Mm-hmm. And it immediately flexes. It's, it's right wing, moving its shoulder blade around and extending the wing fully and bringing it back in. And then it, it puts both its wings out full wingspan and glides down to the ground below and then starts uh, and sort of looks up at you, at both of you, sort of in the same eye line. To Olash, Yarfik, obviously you don't understand this. To you, it just sounds like screeching. Uh, but to Olash, it sounds like, thank you. You're welcome. Who Who are you? I, I bow at that point. I have no idea what's going on. So I'm just bowing down. I am I am Olash Mershucks. This is this is my friend Yarfik. We're we're part of a a group that goes on adventures and we we try to help people. So we we wanted to help you. Olash. What's your name? It's it's like a mixture <laughs> of screeches and squawks <laughs> that you could not reproduce <laughs> if your life depended on it. Okay. And yet I want to hear it. I say it. that's pretty. <laughs> Olach, you are friend. Oh. <laughs> is this are, is a good thing? Are we okay? Yeah, he uh he says that we're friends. That's good. Well, for friends, do you maybe want to like hang out with us for a little while? Roll persuasion with advantage. With advantage. Yeah. Okay. Twelve. I must find pack. Make sure they okay, but I find you. Okay. I have sent. Where do you go? We are traveling to Verisayorse. Is that how you say Verisayorse. So close. And it sort of cocks its head at you. Uh, I, I know not this name. It's... A mountain? Where are we in relation to this? It's the one that's the, the southernmost and easternmost in that mountain range. It's right by whatever 
I don't know if that's an ocean or a lake. We're about but... here. Okay. Do you know the mountains that are? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It nods its head. Okay. It's the one that's the most southern. The the low mountain. Yes. Yes. I find you. Okay. It like if your if your pack wants to be friends and come hang out too, that's totally cool. The the more the merrier. I will. <laughs> I will tell them. Awesome. Then it was... flaps its wings, takes off into the sky, flies away northward. We're not getting Cassian horsey rides. He needs to go check on his pack, oh. but he says he has our scent. <laughs> He's gonna find <laughs> us. Oh, that's good. I told him if he like if his pack wants to come too, uh, they they're welcome to. So. so so a pack of griffins that we've never met that are predators are going to find us because they have our. Yep. Okay, uh, I'm going to brush up on some healing magic really quickly. We have an in with them. They're a bros. I feel like Cassian's talking to me on the wind. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, you head back down. Yes. Uh, you've lost, all told, about maybe two and a half hours of possible travel. And you uh, get back to the wagon. Actually, roll uh, perception. Just Olaf and Yarfik. Two. Six. Okay, uh, you make it back to the wagon. <laughs> <laughs> what did we miss? You get oh, back to the wagon. I, I uh, really missed. What are you doing at the wagon? Checking to see if everything's okay. <clears throat> Nothing's been messed with. Everyone's all right. I tell Cassian about mm-hmm. the possible Griffin additions. And I start hooking up the, the oxen and getting mm-hmm. ready to go. Yeah, so you, you de-camouflage the wagon. You hook up all the, uh, the, the, get the oxen in their yolks and get them set up and ready to go. Uh, and you all get on your horses and get back on the road. Is Yildav still sleeping? I, I tell them both a great job on, on you know, the, the Griffin negotiations. Uh, really well done. It guys. was all Olash. Olash is the master Griffin negotiator. I mean, you did well, the you, healing. You know, your healing is uh, is valuable. I think that was a pretty important. I'm just part. a tool in the diplomatic process. The real diplomat is Olash. Yarfik is just a tool. <laughs> I say, I I clap Olash on the shoulders and I say, Olash, today you are the one of words. <laughs> I... Wasn't I always? <laughs> Was that? I can't remember. I honestly can't remember where we landed on that. Today and every day. Yes. Well, that makes sense to me. Uh, I thought I was out. thinking one of knowledge, but and, or, I, let's just say strength. I'm all of them. <laughs> I think that's at, at different times, <laughs> you all package. embody each aspect, right? As you have this sterling conversation, as you ride back out onto the road. Uh, you guys keep in the same sort of marching order, Olash in front, then the wagon, then Cassian? As far as I know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Cassian, roll a perception check. Someone's following nothing. Uh, that is a 13 for perception. 13. As you set out on the road, uh, you hear the, the clip-clop of horses and bodies behind you. Uh, and you turn around and you can see the, the guardsmen from Crossroads hunting party coming down the road the opposite way uh no from behind you oh okay. so they're coming from crossroads out to hunt the griffin i i don't think we particularly need to engage them but i don't think we need to run away from them it doesn't look like they're riding hellbent for leather right they're just sort of setting out on their hunt no they are hellbent for griffins Uh, okay but (laughs) it doesn't look like say a certain sorceress told them that fugitives were escaping and they needed to ride them down. And, no, and it does not. They okay. they look like they are just doing normal hunting stuff, coming out. 
Uh, you can see them, they're periodically checking the ground, probably for blood, since they know that there will be blood out there somewhere, because they hit it. Um, uh, yeah, they're looking for oil. Did I not mention the guard captain was Daniel Day-Lewis? <laughs> <laughs> no, that recontextualizes uh, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, Are we, does this mean he's going to be a guest on the next episode? (gasps) I didn't want to spoil anything because he's technically retired, but, you know, he's been living as this character. He's been living as a gnome for a month. Like the, you know, my, the rabbi who did my bar mitzvah did his kid's bar mitzvah, so I had an in. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis is not going to be on this podcast. I mean, unless he wants to. If you want to, hey, email us. ImprovisedWeaponsVT at gmail.com. We will take you. Um, We will take you in a heartbeat. You can play any role you want. You can be Olaf. You can play all of us. Please. Um, Masterclass right here. Yes, it would be amazing. Uh, But no, it is... yeah, they are they are just riding out normally. They see you on the road, but they don't seem to make any special sort of uh, attempt to okay. get your attention. Except or for the do giant anything. giant arms attached to our thing. They're hard to see at the distance that you guys are at. Are uh, we really you... gonna take these arms? Like, I'm all yeah. for it if we can get them bronzed or something, but they are gonna start to stink. I'm taking pretty them. soon. I am taking those. All right. Well, I offer the guardsmen uh, just sort of a little friendly wave, like you might offer to the fellow fishermen when you're passing by in a fishing boat, just sort of a non-committal wave that says, "Hey." Good luck out there. We don't have anything particular to you say know, to you. You know that specific situation that we're all yeah. in from time to time. Every time we are all fishing. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's analogous. <laughs> uh, so you, you wave at them. And, uh, you know, not all of them see it since they're all sort of looking in all directions. And one of them sees it and sort of like confused a little bit, doesn't quite recognize you, but just raises his hand and waves like, okay, hi, <laughs> we see you. And you continue and, uh, on I- down the road. Mm-hmm. You were saying in venue? I I think we should probably try and make up for lost time and hit a fast pace as we go on. So you you double time it on down the road, traveling farther northward toward Verisayorsa, and that is where we're going to end this episode. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on all the things at IWVTCast, and you can check out the other great podcasts from Puma Knife at TeamPumaKnife.com. Whether this was your first episode with us or your 50th, we'd sure appreciate it if you'd leave us a nice review. Reviewing a podcast is like pumping air into a balloon. Each one makes the balloon a little bigger, and we'd like you to help us pop our balloon if you know what we mean. If you really enjoy the show, Consider heading over to patreon.com slash IWVTCast and supporting us with some scratch. We'd love to provide you all with even more content and merch, but it all requires capital to get off the ground. Plus, for your support, you can get a whole hogshead of cool rewards, so give it a gander today. Our next live show is fast approaching. We'll be appearing at The Long Game, an event being put on by Gamers Against Alzheimer's on June 23rd at Burlington International Airport. It will be an RPG-tastic day, all to benefit a great cause. Check out Gamers Against Alzheimer's on Facebook for all the details. All the music on this episode was written and recorded by Adam Rabin. You can hear all of his work at imadeitup.com. Tune in next time as the party continues north towards Verseorsa and probably meets a new quirky character because that seems to be a thing that happens to them a lot. We'll see you on the next episode of Improvised Weapons.
This has been a Puma Knife production.